All right. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, this is a new podcast uh, that, that my wife and I have created called Let's Talk Vets. I'm uh, Chris Gurr, and this is my wife. Holly Gurr. And we are conducting our first uh, ever uh, podcast together. So uh, we're going to go ahead and get started. And this podcast Wait, is... Wait, did you really just use your hands? I can't see you. I did. I did. I just used my hands. Um <laughs> I guess I'm used to watching or videos, so I'm using my hands a lot when I talk. But uh, this this podcast is something that's been, um, I would say, uh, weighing heavy on my heart uh, in my mind for for quite some time. I've been doing a little bit of research on uh, just just different things to to try to help veterans um, in general with their daily life, with their daily uh, duties, or, or daily chores, or whatever it is they have going on, um, how could, how could, um, I help them with making it through the day. And so, uh, I've talked to Holly and we talked about what could possibly be done and, uh, and things like that. And so we have come up to this pretty much a podcast, uh, to create, um, I think, uh, we're going to try to do this, uh, once a week and hopefully we'll get different people, uh, to come in and, and carry on conversations with us. Uh, and this is, once again, this is just a, a way for, for, uh, for us veterans to, to really uh, connect with each other, uh, another a different way to connect with each other. Well, I think not just that, not just the veterans, but like their wives and even their children. Because I know for, for us, you know, I deal with just as much stuff as you do and with you right and then our children do even though our nine-year-old doesn't realize that she deals with it but our our almost 18 year old she she's learning how to see it see what's going on and know what it's all related to the dogs have a pig don't they they do don't they yes if you hear a squeaking sound our dogs have found the pig that we try to hide from them in the other room so yeah so <clears throat> it's it's more of a um uh kind of a veteran family style um, uh, to, to just kind of talk. And uh, this was one of those things, you know, Holly and I talked about this last night. And one thing that she said was, this is an outlet for me to, to be able to contribute to the, uh, to the veteran community. Uh, I, I serve, I'm in the, I'm in the federal government now. And so I, I serve with a bunch of, uh, guys, and I work with a bunch of guys that uh, have served in the military, and so we do a lot of talking at work um, about our military service and about things that we've we've faced, and even afterwards uh, of of things that we've um, accomplished or not accomplished, and things that we deal with on a regular basis. And so, this was another way to to just kind of get that information out there to uh, to have people listen. Uh, and, and know that it's okay uh, to struggle sometimes, and, and it's kind of part of uh, part of um, part of life, if you will. Uh, well, it's part of life for a vet anyway, regardless. And I and you hate to say it that way, but it seems that it's a struggle constantly. If you've served in any capacity in overseas or any kind of war capacity or any kind of mission capacity, and it's a struggle with everything from 
you know, when the environment changes, and I put that in air quotes and by environment, I mean, you know, as things in our world change, they affect you guys differently, which in turn affects us as our family differently. And I think it's not just, you know, as the world, those things change, but, you know, as you're dealing with the VA, which everybody knows is an absolute nightmare to deal with and fight with. And it gets to a point a lot of times where veterans just give up and it's not worth the fight. But in reality it is, even though this struggle is constant, there's got to be some kind of outlet for it. I know for you, whether it's just an outlet of talking, whether it's an outlet of, okay, what can I take off your plate to make this a little bit easier? I mean, it's just, it's a lot. Right. to take in. I think that's where like the wives and the family, different, different wives cope with it in different ways. I guess I've always been cut out to be a military wife. I guess from the beginning, I never mind the traveling. I never minded the, the moving from duty station to duty station. That never bothered me. I'm going to have to kill a dog. <laughs> you hear dogs. That's our dogs. We, we've tried to go to the spare bedroom to, uh, to do this podcast. And, uh, they don't like being left alone. So they're running around the house barking. Um, but yeah, and I, I agree, you know, <clears throat> a little bit of backstory, you know, Holly and I are coming up on uh, 20 years of marriage. Uh, come this coming up, May, uh, May of 2022. And one of the quick stories about, uh, about us is the fact that um, we dated for a week uh, before I proposed. And when, you know, when I proposed, uh, I was at um, Fort Stewart. And so I was uh, fixing to, in the next couple of months, uh, PCS to Fort Benning. And so in my mind, as as a soldier, I was like, man, if I can, if she said yes to marry me, then, <clears throat> um, then maybe I could talk her into marry me quickly so that we can get orders so that the military can move um, the household stuff to Fort Benning. And so you really did that. So I'd marry you quickly so I couldn't get out of it is what it was. Yeah, probably, probably something like that. So you can't <laughs> back out of anything. Yeah. Um, but so we, we ended up getting married three weeks after we got engaged. So, so after a week I proposed and then three weeks later we got married and, and like I said, we'll be spending our uh, 20th anniversary together this, this coming up May in 2022. And one of the things that we learned a long time ago, and we still talk about it to this day, is that I don't think um, like Holly does. And Holly doesn't think like I do. And so there's certain things where um, I may be thinking one way and she's thinking another way. Uh, we could be thinking about the same thing, but accomplishing the the, the objective, if you will, uh, differently. And so, we've come to the conclusion that when we when we talk about meeting deadlines and meeting times and me, and things like that, that we kind of have to, I wouldn't say spell it out to each other, but we really kind of have to say, hey, this is what I'm going to do with this, uh, so that we kind of know where we're going. Um, there's been even just as recent as yesterday, uh, we were driving somewhere and obviously I go different routes than, than Holly does when we're driving. And so I'm driving down the road and Holly looks over and goes, where are you going? And I'm like, I'm going to such and such. I forgot where we were going, but I was like, we're going to such and such. And I remember you looking at me going, why'd you go this way? Like, 
why are you why are you going this yeah, way as sense. as opposed to going the you know this way and i was like because i don't ever go that way this is the way i go and so it was one of those things where even both of us were like you know we just kind of shook our head at each other and we kind of realized that you know, as long as as long as the objective gets met, it doesn't really matter how how it gets there. But the communication is probably the biggest uh, thing in our marriage that we that we really um, harp on with with ourselves and with our kids. Um, you know, if something's bothering you, uh, we tell our kids all the time: if something's bothering you, you got to come to us and tell us. You, right. You don't get the you don't get to bottle this up. You mm-hmm. don't get to hold on to this. You, you need to sit down and talk to us. If it just needs to be me as the dad, or if it just needs to be you as the mom, it's always one of been one of those things where we've, we've talked to our kids that, you know, to, to not bottle things up. And right. To, communication. To, and I think that stems from like, we communicate a lot because if it gets to a point, like when Chris is dealing with his PTSD stuff, I've learned what triggers him and I can tell when there's a shift in him and by shift, I mean like anything from his body stance changes, his um, body temperature changes. He, the way he speaks changes. I'm serious. We are going to have to put them dogs outside. Um, But the way that he speaks is different. His whole demeanor changes completely from a moment where he's having he's okay to a moment that he's not okay and i think as wives or partners we see that and sometimes we're like well what is happening you know what is going on with you something something and we have a tendency maybe sometimes to nag a little bit when in reality we notice it but unless we know what is happening as far as you know He's, I know he's fixing to go into an episode. I know he's going to, he's struggling with something. And that's where communication is important. And I just have to reiterate over and over and over again, you have to tell me what's going on because I know something's going on because I can see all the changes. They're small, minute changes, but it's different from his normal personality. And it's gotten to where I think Skylar is pretty good about we have a 17-year-old. She's about to be 18. And she's gotten to where she can notice it pretty well. You know, whether if, and she knows, you know, our kids know that if we walk into a restaurant and dad sits down, he's got to sit where he can see the door. If there's a lot of people in there, he's going to be off in his own space. If dad gets quiet, you know, things are, are processing in his head. But during those times, if I've noticed it over a couple of days, that's when we're like, okay, something's going on. You need to talk to me. And whether he realizes it or not, something's going on. But I think you've just dealt with it for so long. You don't realize it until I make you start communicating or make you start talking. And I think that has helped even with our kids. We make them communicate their feelings and even more so making you communicate what you're feeling Right. Like yeah. in those moments that you you tend to struggle. Yeah, absolutely. And so um, and when we, when we talk about, you know, when you talk about the changes and seeing the changes and things like that, there was something that happened probably I want to say now, probably two years ago uh, in, in Hobby Lobby of all places. Yeah. Um, and we were we were it was we were Christmas. Shop. It was yeah. Christmas. And it was a couple of years ago. 
and I was pushing the the buggy down the aisle and we stopped and you were looking at something and the Hobby Lobby aisles are really uh, small. They're really tight. And so um, I'm standing there pushing the buggy and you were in front of the buggy with the girls and y'all were looking at something and then mm -hmm. somebody with a, uh, with a buggy came in um, in front of us and it was, and I'm not trying to be mean, but it was two larger individuals um, with a buggy and they came in uh, in front of us. And so I didn't have, I, could, I knew I had to turn around or back out of there. Um, and so I already started recognizing that I was going to have to do that. Well, about the time that I was about to turn around, I looked behind me and here comes this uh, older lady um, in her little jazzy chair uh come in and right Meemaw, in. came right in in her jazzy power chair yeah Meemaw yeah. came right in in her jazzy power chair and yeah, she came speed. in she was came, coming in hot she came in right behind <laughs> us and, yeah. and I, I remember like okay um I'm looking back at her like really you just <laughs> came in back here you see us standing here and then I looked ahead and saw uh, the other couple that had come in and so the, the aisle was kind of blocked and I looked at Holly and I my, I, I remember distinctly standing almost standing straight up from the uh from the buggy itself and looking at holly looking behind me looking over holly's shoulder and then i remember looking at you and, and yeah. just going uh and and i remember you looking at me going uh okay you need to go like I mean, yeah you, immediately you your get, color you changed your of, breathing of patterns change and that's crazy that i recognize some of those things i mean it's taken obviously we've been married almost 20 years, but I get the little things, the breathing patterns change. Um, you have little ticks. I don't, most of y'all do, but I don't think y'all will open and close your hands continually. Um, or you'll, you'll wring your hands together. That's what you do. Yeah. You have a tendency to do, but your color will change a little bit. Your breathing changes. I mean, you immediately start sweating. Like your cheek color changes. Yeah. It's a little hard to see with this beard, but yeah. everything changes. And yeah, I knew in those moments you had to go, you had to get out of that situation because if not, then we're going to have a full on panic attack. Yep. And yep. I think one of the girls went out with you then, uh, not, I, not, not, not maybe not one. on that particular yep. occasion, but just in a matter of less than 30 seconds, you went from completely fine. We were out having a family moment and then within 30 seconds you had completely mentally yeah. shut down had to escape out of that moment yeah. and had to go had to go like, out of the store I, yeah i don't like being boxed in and that was part of the the biggest the biggest things for me was was not having that um out if you will and not being able to get out of that area that i was in mm -hmm. and so um but um so so um with this podcast though holly and i've talked about it how we're going to do things and say right, podcast one more time I'm sorry with this recording <laughs> What do you want me to call it? I, mean, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But um, know. with this, uh, we, we've talked about different things and, and how we're going to address or how we're going to uh, not dress, but address. Um, uh, <laughs> address. And he's using his the, hands the, the whole time he's trying to talk right now. The, uh, <laughs> the Just the veterans and, and, and their families and things like that. And so part of what we talked about was uh, you know, talking about those moments, these moments that we just that we just talked about with, you know, possible uh, episodes of PTSD and, and, and things of 
um, that kind of that set us off sometimes and, and things like that. Mm -hmm. And so in the next uh, couple of weeks or so, um, I'm going to, at the end of this, I'm going to put out my, my uh, personal email. So whoever's listening, uh, if you have guys have questions or you guys have topics that you guys want us to talk about, uh, we'll, we'll take those uh, topics or we'll take those questions. We'll read over them. We'll, we'll, we'll research. We'll do what we need to do. And then we'll, uh, we'll try to put it on the next uh, um, episode, if you will. And, uh, but that's one of the things that, that it was kind of weighing on my heart was being able to, uh, because of the, the history that we've had as, as a couple, uh, you know, going on 20 years and, you know, of that time, uh, there was only what four years that you were not part of the military with me. Uh, I was, I was in the military for, yeah, we got married in, yeah, so we got married in 02 and yeah. I joined in 98. So there was four years was that four you years were not I part were, of I was not with you. the military with me, but I didn't get out until uh, 2004. And then I joined the Air Force Reserves and I joined the Army National Guard and things like that. So you were a big part of the after, you know. Um, right. And, but I think even dealing from day, I don't want to say from day one, but like right after we got married, I knew things were going to, we were going to have to deal with some things, you know, I know like your night terrors, different things present themselves at different times. And yep. I think like the first episode that I ever realized, okay, we're going to have to, we're going to have to deal with this. We're going to have to figure out something. I think you were having a night terror and you were on top of me and you were screaming your head off in the bed. I'm the doc stay down, stay down on the dock. And you were pressing me into the bed yeah. and trying to, to get you off of, of me. I mean, you know, I love you, but you're not a tiny person and you're going to wake me from a dead sleep yeah. trying to, you know, and I think that for us, it's scared. Like it's scary, but then we have to learn how to, to recognize it and help you deal with it because it's not something, there's no cure for this right. and I don't ever want it to seem like there's a cure there's no out for this right and if you're you're thinking that you're gonna pull your own out meaning if you're having suicidal thoughts and tendencies you stop this podcast right now and you get on the phone with somebody because we we've lost friends we've lost colleagues and it to that they didn't think they had an out they yeah. didn't think they thought that was the best out and it is never the best out yeah never never and and you know with that being said um you know just in 2019 within six months i lost two guys that i that i served with and it was heartbreaking it was heartbreaking to hear um that that they felt that they that that was their way out and um I never like, and like Holly said, I, I never, I never want that for any of my other friends. And if, if that thought is crossing your mind, immediately stop this call, call a buddy, call a parent, call a brother, call a sister, call me. If you, if you know me personally, call me personally, uh, email me. I, I will, I will get in contact with you. Um, you, you know, call the, the, the suicide hotline, call, call somebody. And, and sit and talk and i've and i've told uh a, a plenty of my buddies the same thing 
if there's ever a time that you just need to sit and talk, I will be glad to sit and talk. I'll put my phone on the charger and we can talk. If I'm on the cell phone, that's the way it's going to go. If, uh, if we're face to face, then we're face to face. I'll sit there and talk to you all night until, until you need to, um, until you need to stop or, or whatever. Right. Because I mean, you're not, I think that's the biggest thing that you need to realize, even the loneliness and as a wife, even married, Chris deals with the loneliness because yeah. in his mind, he, sometimes he thinks that I don't understand what he went through and I don't. And there's a lot of things that he does not tell me of things he's seen. Um, in 20 years of marriage, I think just within the last couple of years, there's been just a, a few stories that he has shared with me just because he carries that. Um, and he doesn't want me to carry that. He doesn't want me to, to carry what he saw. He doesn't want me to carry what he had to face. I mean, he was a medic when he was over there and, um, he, he saw and touched and was there and he doesn't want me to carry that. But in the reality of it all is I do carry it. I just carry it without knowing it. So it's just, he deals with that loneliness of, you know, I, I had to deal with this. I had to deal with that. But in, even though we've been married and we have, you know, we have a, a great marriage and we have great girls, that loneliness will creep in and, you miss the camaraderie of being with your with your other soldiers who are walking through that with you every day. And so I think it, just a safe space to talk. And I, I don't even want to say all like that. That sounds so, yeah. I don't even know what millennial. makes me millennial. But um, just a, a, a safe space to, to talk about it because he knows he can tell me anything, but he's more apt to tell somebody who's walked through it with him. Yeah. That's already seen it as opposed to me so that he thinks he's protecting me by carrying it by himself. But in reality, he's not because when he carries it by himself, I carry it just as much. I just don't know what I'm carrying. Yeah. If that makes any kind of sense. Yeah. And, and, you know, like, like you said, you talked about the camaraderie, you know, that's one of the things that when I first got out, um, and in, in 04, it was one of those things where, um, uh, I missed that. I, I was having a very, I was having a very difficult time uh, transitioning from military to civilian life. Yeah, that's that time and, I told you you better and, get your act and do something. Yep, yeah, and uh, that's that's when I joined the Air Force Reserves. But so um, this is this is just that, guys. It's an out. It's it's a it's a it's a way uh, for for you guys that are listening to hear. Uh, stories to hear things to let you guys know that it's okay to struggle uh it's okay to be broken it's okay to have feelings it's okay to cry um and i think that's part of the the problem i had from the from the not not for very long but for some time was was me having to try to deal with things and not letting my family see me cry and you try to take the emotion because, out of everything. Yeah, because I was, I mean, I was, I'm the man of the house. I'm the dad, you know, and, and things like that. But um, it's okay. It is perfectly okay. I was listening to, uh, if you don't know who NF is, NF is a, uh, a Christian rap artist. And I've been listening to him a few, uh, for a few weeks now. And he, um, 
he has a song that I listened to today for the first time, and it was called Paralyzed. Uh, and it was, well, I tell you, it hit me in the feels because it, it started talking about, uh, I, you know, where are my emotions? Where is my, where's my mind? Where's my, 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 I can't feel my feet. Uh, where's, you know, where am I walking to? Where am I going? Things like that. And it just made me really think about, you know, uh, us veterans walking through the things that we've had to walk through, whether you were a peacetime, uh, uh, you know, uh, military person or a wartime military person, we've all walked through something that still gets to us every single day. And so um, this is just one of those things that, I, that, you know, I wanted to be able to, to reach out to other veterans and, and, just have a have a way to kind of express and talk with with uh, with everybody on, on it's okay to to struggle and I think that that's uh, that's probably the main thing for me right now is it's okay to go through the struggle just make right. sure make sure you have you know people to help you with that struggle right and it's not just a mental I mean it's a physical one I mean you're pretty broke when I say broke I don't just mean we ain't got no money. I mean, like you're broke, broke from backs to knees to elbows to everything. So, I mean, everything we talk about, we, we're going to talk about the struggles mentally. We're going to talk about the struggles physically. We're going to talk about the struggles emotionally. Um, we're going to talk about all of that. And, you know, a lot of people don't understand, you know, outside of these four walls, uh, our home and outside of our girls, it, it's sometimes hard for our family to understand. You know, they want you to go do and go be with them. They're like, why are you sitting over here all quiet? Cause they don't, they don't understand, you know, being in a room with a whole bunch of people, you know, it, it's a hard, it's very hard. And it's when you find those people that you connect with, um, stick with those people. Well, one of the episodes that we're going to do, I'm going to, I'm going to mic in my uncle. My uncle served in Vietnam and he is dealing with the effects of Agent Orange and his outlook on it is so much better than probably what I, I mean, he can't hardly walk. He can't, I mean, you're looking at a man who's not even, he's 70 years old and he shakes with tremors, Parkinson's and all this. And we're, we're going to talk to him, but his, his outlook and his thoughts on it and just different ones. But we're, you know, it's, this is a family fight. Yep. Absolutely. And, and I don't just mean like the four of us family. I mean, yep. it, this is a family fight and any resources that we have yep. that we can share, whether it's VA or anything, you know, we're, we're here to share those and you, resources. You, you said it best when you said it's a family fight, you know, veterans, that's one thing that we, that we, we stuck together with, you know, we're, regardless of what branch you served in, you know, it's, it's like, uh, it's like the big brother, you know, versus little brother thing. You know, I can pick on my little brother. You know, I can pick on, I can pick on the Marines. I can pick on the Navy. I can pick on the Coast Guard and the Air Force, you know, but if someone outside the club, right, outside of our family tries to pick on them, then, then that's, that's, that's a no-go at this station. That's, that's not going to happen. We're going to, we're all family. So um, with that, guys, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, thank you for your time. Uh, we're just under 30 minutes with this podcast. We're going to try to, uh, figure out when we want to do the next one. It's going to be next week, and hopefully uh, next week I'll I have the time to try to restructure this to to uh, more maybe like an interview style. Uh, have questions and things like that. I'm gonna quickly give you my email address. 
It's gur, G-U-R-R dot Chris, C-H-R-I-S at yahoo.com. If you want topics to be talked about, if you just need to reach out to me and talk to me, by all means, email me. If, if I can answer any questions, I'll be glad to. If you have topics that you want to, to hear about, uh, send me an email and we will, we will bring up those topics. We'll talk about those topics and things like that. Uh, thank you for your time. Uh, thank you for your time and um, we'll catch you next week.